Welcome to the Two Minute Medicine Podcast, summarizing the latest medical studies curated and written by practicing physicians. For our full suite of daily medical study summaries and updates written by practicing doctors, please visit our website at twominutemedicine.com to start reading new daily content right now for free. On this podcast, twice a month, we cover the latest in healthcare news and research evidence. We are your hosts, Deepti and Andrew. On today's episode, we'll start off by discussing our articles of the week. In the second half of the episode, we will look at health issues that have arisen in popular media. Please head to our website at 2minutemedicine.com to sign up for 2 Minute Medicine Plus. Now, for just $4.99 a month, this single premium offering affords subscribers ad-free reading and all of 2 Minute Medicine's content. This includes over 100 pieces of new, original monthly content, including our daily medical reports, visual abstracts, the classics in medicine series, wellness checks, and more. Our article of the week comes from the New England Journal of Medicine and is entitled Dupilumab for COPD with Type 2 Inflammation Indicated by Eosinophil Counts. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, is a lung disease that results in reduced pulmonary function. Patients with COPD exacerbations present with acute worsening of dyspnea and increased sputum volume and purulence. Type 2 inflammation is commonly found in patients with COPD, and key cytokines interleukin-4 and interleukin-13 are proposed to aid type 2 inflammatory cells in invading lung tissue. In this double-blind phase 3 randomized trial, the interleukin-4 and interleukin-13 receptor blocker, dupilumab, was tested against a placebo in adult patients aged 40 to 80 years of age with COPD, blood eosinophil count of over 300 per microliter, and receiving background glucocorticoid long-acting muscarinic antagonist, long-acting beta agonist combination inhaler treatment. Patients were treated for 52 weeks, followed by a 12-week safety follow-up without treatment. The annualized rate of moderate to severe COPD exacerbations was significantly lower in the dupibulumab group compared to the placebo. For secondary outcomes focused on lung function, the improvement in pre-bronchodilator FEV1 from baseline was significantly higher in the dupibulumab group at week 12 and at week 52. Quality of life scores from baseline were both significantly higher in the dupilumab group compared to placebo. For safety, both overall and serious adverse events were similar between the two groups. In summary, the present study demonstrates that dupilumab treatment may reduce the rate of exacerbations and improve the quality of life in patients with COPD and type 2 inflammation. Non-white ethnicities were underrepresented in this trial, which may limit generalizability. Now for the scan. The story. The data from the latest experimental drug designed to treat Alzheimer's disease showed strong evidence of slowing cognitive decline. The latest drug, Denanumab, showed a 29% slower rate of decline in cognitive function. You might be wondering, what is Alzheimer's disease? Alzheimer's disease is a progressive dementia, often beginning with memory loss, which worsens until an individual may be unable to speak or move. It's estimated that over 6 million Americans live with Alzheimer's, for which there is no cure. In Alzheimer's disease, many changes occur in the brain tissue. 
there's profound shrinkage of the brain and loss of function of brain cells. This is thought to be due to an increase in a toxic protein called beta amyloid, which clumps together and forms plaques. Donanumab specifically targets beta amyloid proteins to lower levels of plaques in the brain. The presence of other vascular and metabolic diseases, such as heart disease and diabetes, can put an individual at risk for developing Alzheimer's disease, and so managing one's blood pressure, weight, blood sugar, and remaining physically active are all viable ways to reduce the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. While folks try to continue and lower their risk, the development of drugs to treat Alzheimer's is a blossoming field with lots of success to come. Now, let's take a look at how a recent autopsy report has shed light on Lisa Marie Presley's cause of death in early 2023, a complication due to a bariatric surgery she underwent years earlier. Presley, the daughter of famed rock and roll star Elvis Presley, passed due to a bowel obstruction, which transpired as a result of her previous bariatric surgery and resulted in a buildup of acids in her body. Bariatric surgeries are procedures that alter the digestive system to assist with weight loss. There are many types of bariatric surgery, but the majority work by minimizing the stomach's size so that less food is ingested. Aside from bowel obstructions, these surgeries carry many long-term risks, including malnutrition, hernias, and internal bleeding. Nevertheless, these risks are relatively rare, and many celebrities, including famed singer Mariah Carey, have opted to undergo the surgery and emerged free from complications. Long-term weight loss is incredibly difficult due to the body's propensity to regain weight, and bariatric surgery provides a long-lasting solution to this problem. It is, however, a very invasive procedure, and so the race to develop a drug to assist in weight loss is on. Drugs such as Ozempic and Saxenda work by reducing appetite and increasing feelings of fullness, and have shown results in helping patients lose weight. In June 2023, a new drug candidate, Ritatritide, showed an astonishing 25% reduction in body weight in obese individuals after 48 weeks. As the development of these medications continues, it is possible that bariatric surgeries become less common, in favor of more convenient medications. Next, we'll take a look at what happens when fans of country star Jason Aldean flocked to Connecticut for the start of his latest tour. Midway through his performance, Aldean ran off of stage and did not return. It turns out, Aldean suffered from a bout of heat exhaustion, a condition that happens when the body overheats. Fortunately, Aldean recovered after rehydrating with intravenous fluids and went on to continue the tour. The summer of 2022 has brought with it extreme weather conditions, including unprecedented heat waves. Phoenix, Arizona recorded 19 consecutive days over 110 degrees Fahrenheit. This is a story shared by many Americans this summer who are struggling to stay cool. While everyone enjoys sunshine and nice weather to an extent, it is important to be aware of the risks posed by extreme heat. These risks include dehydration, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, and rhabdomyolysis, where the body's muscle tissue dies and damages the kidneys. In order to prevent these potentially life-threatening conditions, steps must be taken. Drinking fluids to stay hydrated can prevent dehydration as the body cools itself by producing sweat. As well, taking frequent breaks from doing physical activity outside can help the body recover from the demands of exertion in high heat. It is important to know the signs and symptoms of heat-related illnesses, 
Heat exhaustion, like what Jason Aldean experienced, can come with heavy sweating, nausea, headaches, or even fainting. In those situations, it is important to rehydrate and visit a hospital if necessary. And it wasn't just Jason Aldean. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu experienced a similar incident when he was rushed to the hospital after a day in the sun. Fortunately, he recovered from this episode of dehydration and dizziness and encouraged his country to drink more water during their own heat wave, advice that is relevant around the world. Next, we will dive deeper into the world of energy drinks. After taking the world by storm in 2022, prime sports drinks have made headlines once more. The brand, launched by content creators Logan Paul and KSI, sells sports drinks aimed to hydrate consumers. As of late, versions of these drinks with high caffeine content have been sold in Canada. These drinks have been recalled by Health Canada as they exceed the limit of caffeine tolerated by the Canadian authorities. In New York, Senator Charles Schumer called for a probe into the company's marketing since it's popular among children despite selling a product with caffeine levels notably higher than even a cup of coffee. Caffeine is a stimulant compound that is widely consumed around the world for its wakefulness-promoting qualities. While commonly found in coffee, it is also present in similar quantities in tea and some sodas. Aside from its ability to promote mental alertness, caffeine has a number of other effects, including relieving headaches and enhancing athletic performance. Up to 400 milligrams per day is considered a safe dose in most healthy adults, which approximately equals four cups of coffee. Prime energy drinks contain 200 milligrams of caffeine, which exceeds the Canadian limit of 100 milligrams per drink. Large doses of caffeine can come with dangerous side effects, including insomnia, anxiety, nausea, and even seizures. Caffeine is not recommended for children in the USA, and even in Canada, guidelines recommend much lower amounts than are safe in adults. Energy drinks have been associated with increases in emergency department visits, as well as in binge drinking episodes among college students. Energy drinks can also have high levels of sugar, which is linked to weight gain, cardiovascular disease, and development of type 2 diabetes. Energy drinks may also contribute to the development of aggressive behavior and high blood pressure, which is particularly concerning considering that between 30 to 50% of adolescents have reported consuming energy drinks. Responsible consumption of caffeine and energy drinks is vital to minimize any risks, especially in children. We'd like to acknowledge the following members of our team for their contributions to this week's episode. Ashley Jackson, Bryant Lim, and Kira Liblick. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the 2-Minute Medicine Podcast. New episodes come out every other week, and all of our content has been curated and written by practicing physicians. Please head to our website at 2minutemedicine.com to learn more and to access all of our content including medical study summaries, visual abstracts, excerpts from our classics book series, which is available on Amazon, and The Scan, which is our medical newsletter. Thank you so much once again. To make sure that you don't miss any of our content, please subscribe and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at 2minmed.